I've got a very specific assignment, at least during the first part of the service today, and we'll, we'll see what he does after that. How many knows next Sunday starts the conference? Yes. Hallelujah. We didn't get to have one last year because of COVID, but we're having it this year. Thank you, Lord. And uh, now there's still people that are apprehensive about getting together in large groups. And we will have masks available. We will have uh, hygiene, you know, that, that spray, that stuff you clean your hands with, you know. And uh, all of that can be available. And But uh, we're really thankful. Now, many of you that are coming are going to watch this. So... You old-timers, <laughs> that doesn't mean you're old, but you've been around this message 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. This is to you as, as much as it is to the congregation here. But the Lord gave me some very specific instructions, and then the Lord gave us all some very specific instructions, which I'm going to read to you in a minute. But since it's been two years, you might want to take some notes. I think there's a, I see pen and paper out with some people. That might be a good idea on some of this. First off, uh, this week, the church will be open for prayer at the normal time on Wednesday. So from 10 in the morning till 8.30 at night, you can come stay for any or all of it. But it will not be open this Friday or Saturday. We're going to give the staff a little time to uh, get ready because it's quite a week. It's quite a week. You know what Dave would always say, uh, now don't fast during conference. Do your fasting before conference. So we have a little saying. I mean, conference for Sue and I and most of the staff is the busiest week of the year. I'm usually meeting with people before the first service, uh, sometimes here, sometimes at the IHOP or wherever. I mean, it's just all day until you fall into bed that night and you get up the next day and you do it again. And there's hardly a spare moment. So Dave says, now, during conference, there is no fasting, there is no prayer, and there is no sleep. <laughs> Because we're giving out, we're pouring out into these people. And they're looking to you now to be the adult, okay? To be the one that's more seasoned, okay? So, I'd say it again, Wednesday, the church will be open for prayer, but Friday and Saturday, this week, it will not be. And see, this is the last major service where I can, you're here and I can talk with you, so let's put ourselves in remembrance of some things. First off, next Sunday, the morning services will be just like any other Sunday. It'll be 8.30, 10 o'clock. There will be no donuts Sunday morning. <laughs> Got to get your, eat your breakfast before you come. But 8.30, 10 o'clock. And the actual kickoff of the first service of the conference officially is Sunday night at 6 p.m. We won't have calling in the lost at night. That will be the official kickoff, if, if that's such a thing. Of the conference. Now, what usually happens though, if you can be here at 8.30 and 10 o'clock, because usually what happens, those services are usually included, because the Lord just doesn't agree with our plan a lot of times. <laughs> and He'll start in the early service, you know, so just, just know that. But next Sunday again, the morning is just like any other Sunday, 8.30, 10 o'clock, no donuts or anything. Sunday night is the kickoff. And during that time, usually Tim gives us some sense of what time to be there Monday morning and now remember now a lot of people can't come that want to come they've contacted me and it's not that it's absolutely illegal to leave their country and come here but the government there sometimes their government sometimes our government has put such restrictions on them like they can come but then they got to 
they got to like self-quarantine for 10 days at a hotel that the government chooses. You can't stay at the budget inn, you know. You have to stay at that one, and it's expensive. So uh, I know there's people in, you know, from Ireland. Uh, Germany can't come. A lot of people in Brazil can't come. A lot of Canadians are not going to come that would love to come. But with all of the restrictions in place, it might be legal to cross the border, but with all of the quarantining in the hotel, I mean, it's that's a lot of money, especially if you don't get to pick the hotel. <laughs> so just know that. So, but we st- I still expect we'll have a good crowd. So now, give our guests the best parking spots. If it gets full, we'll have the, the, the lot mode over here and, uh, you know, g- give the guests. The best, uh, you know, the best places to park, okay? Now, many of these people, some of them, even though they may have been around the message a long time, now some of them may be very new to the message, but many, if not all, they're starving for fellowship. They're starving for fellowship. They are like a beacon of light in a, they're like on a desert island. This one man used to come, he's gone on to be with the Lord now. Uh, I thought he was old then. He's probably younger than I am now. But <laughs> he would come, and, and I liked him a lot because he would just he he spoke his mind, you know. And he'd say, Gary, I'll tell you, I've tried every church for a hundred miles from where I live, and ain't nothing but thieves, crooks, and liars. <laughs> I said, Well, do you have any fellowship with like-minded believers there? He says, I'm telling you, I live on hell's back porch. <laughs> He was from Norfolk, Virginia, which is a naval town, and, and they're a little rough. You know, usually you got these sailors coming in, and they're looking for a good time. But anyhow, yeah, I live on Hell's back porch. Well, a lot of people are like this. There's not a, a like-minded. I know of one. I'm not going to mention names, or, but I know of one that's coming. He says in his whole state, everybody he knows, and he's lived there his whole life practically, he said him and his son are the only like-minded people he knows there. Now, isn't that something? They need fellowship. They So do your fasting this week if you haven't already done some. But offer to take people to eat. Ask the Lord for some money. If you don't have money, He'll help you. He'll, you know, He'll, he'll get you some money. But fellowship with these people and spend time with them. Okay? Um, offer to take people out. Okay, now here's, gonna, here's a little touchy one. Okay? They're not coming to hear your political opinion. I have my I am I have very strong political opinions. God's got a sense of humor. He's hooked me up right now with somebody who's the opposite on everything and making me love this guy. <laughs> and I'm going, what are you doing? Because we're both on our way to heaven. I tell you if it gets bad enough, you won't care so much there you know, when you're in the foxhole Alan mentioned mortal enemies, and they're coming to kill you. You don't care so much if that guy next to you agrees with all your political opinions or not. Does he have your back? And I guarantee you, I got my friends back, even the one that I disagree with. This is not a time. Oh, God. And I don't want to step on any toes. I really don't. I, I believe you should be a patriot. I, I mean, I believe you should have strong opinions. Okay, stand up for what you believe. But this week they need to get—they need to receive Jesus. Okay, 
I'm telling you, he's told me this week there's actually going to be people saved, even though there are people coming to a Christian conference. There's going to be backsliders come back to God. There is going to be people filled with the Holy Ghost. There's going to be many people refilled with the Holy Ghost. Okay? There's going to be healings. I mean bodily healings. Uh, he told me specifically suicide. Some are going to be saved from suicide. Let's do our political opinions some other time. Amen? As much as possible. And sometimes people are kind of pressure, you know. Well, ask the Lord for wisdom to sidestep. Let's get back to Jesus. Let's get back to the Word. Okay. I hope that's enough on that. But we need your help on something. Because, see, if we count Sunday night as the kickoff service... And then there's two services a day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So two a day, that's eight. Sunday night makes nine. Friday morning is the last service, ten. So there's really only ten services unless the Lord chooses to add something, and he has sometimes in the past. I have already, uh, I am aware of six different people that have a word for the church some of them during the conference so six of our ten if we just are already taken <laughs> now do they have a word probably is it the Lord probably but see during the conference we don't pre-plan anything I don't even know I will most likely speak during the conference okay you would think that I probably would but I don't know that I will And I'm telling you right now, I'm okay if I don't. If you want to know what I'd really like, I want Dave 2.0 to walk through the door, and I want him to do all the services. Now, if God does what Gary wants, that's what will happen. Okay? And, boy, that would be the best conference ever. Okay? But we only have ten messages, and and, uh, six six people. I'm going to be honest with you. Is it okay if I'm honest? Three of them specifically say they, they're supposed to have a service during the conference. Well, I don't know about that. That's not my, not my place to decide yay or nay. But I imagine just about any of you could have a word, you know, a prophecy. Let, every, let everyone have a word. What is it? A word, a, a prophecy, a psalm, a hymn. But let the others judge. See, What we don't want, I'll just tell you right now, what we don't want is parking lot prophets. Do y'all remember, how many remember the year that we all finished a wonderful service, went out, and there was this prophecy, long printed prophecy on the windshield of every car? God help you. Do you have any fear of God at all? Let the others judge. And if the Lord speaks, if the Lord says he wants somebody to speak during the conference, it's not normal, not usual, not what's happened in the past. I only want what the Lord wants. Amen. You too? We only want what the Lord wants. But you can, if we've already received, you know, six <laughs> messages, can you imagine, you know, well, we're going to have more messages than we have messages. <laughs> have opportunity, what I'm saying. So it can't all be the Lord. Now here's a verse for you on all that, because I can just, well, who do they think they are? First Corinthians 14, verse 29. You write it down, and I'm going to read it to you, but you can look it up later. Let the prophet speak two or three, and let the other judge. 
See, if you're going to give a, a word to somebody, we don't... Dave used to say, the reason we never have to put oil on our asphalt in the parking lot is we've got too many parking lot prophets already dripping with oil out there. And even Dave would say, listen, don't, don't give a word, don't prophesy out in the parking lot. Have enough courage. I did notice that the person that left that prophecy on the windshields sure didn't put their name on it. I found out who it was. Anyway. This is my assignment today. I'm going to read that verse again. Let the prophet speak. This first First Corinthians 14.29. Let the prophet speak two or three and let the other judge. Okay. Here's another one. If you like two or three witnesses, I like this one. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 20 and 21. Despise not prophesying. Amen? But notice the next, next part. Prove all things. And then the next part, hold fast that which is good. Doesn't that mean part of it's probably not? <laughs> Doesn't then that what it... Hold fast. That, that's why it's judged. See, every word that even comes forward during a service here does not go out to the public on, from Dave Roberson Ministries until it's been judged. Jim Martin's on that panel. Bronk is on that panel. I'm on that panel. There's others here. And there's others other, even in other countries that, that judge those things. And I'm glad they do. And we have to make some corrections or one sentence. I mean, I, you do know we're fallible, right? God is not, in, he's not fallible, but the vessels are. So we try and obey both of those scriptures. Judge all things, prove all things, and hold fast that which is good. Amen? Now, let me, in that vein, we received one. I'm going to tell you who it is. Um, Wednesday, Hans Zanster. How many know Hans? D- Doug's brother. Um, he got a word from the Lord. Wednesday, sent it in. Everybody's been judging it. I didn't get to read it till this morning. So I'm up early this morning and I'm reading it. I was going, oh my God, this is for the conference. These are instructions from the Lord for the conference. This has to be spoken today. So I've contacted Tim to see if there was any way that Hans could do it. And Hans has to work today. Because normally I would sit down and shut up and let Hans read this to you and comment on it. But I'm the guy, you know. And bless God, Hans. Thank God some pe- somebody in the church works. Hallelujah. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. Did, did I say that out loud? <laughs> now let me double. I, I for sure do not want to leave anything out that the Lord told me to mention. I got one more comment, and it'll be at a certain place in this prophecy. This is a time. Now, this is through Hans Zanster. It's the Lord through Hans. Specifically, I believe, talking about the conference and this season that we're in. Okay? This is a time, says the Lord, that I desire my gifts to be in operation. Did you hear that? For there will be many present. There will be many gifts that can flow and move and change things for people. It is a time that it is very important that all the cracks be sealed. 
all of the things that the enemy has been able to use in times past be broken. For there have been many attacks in the past and many places where the enemy has been able to step in and has in some portion neutralized what I am doing in this place. It is my desire that the enemy is stopped. And that's what I was saying earlier. Individually for people, collectively as a body, and this is all our body coming together. I'm going to say right now marriages are going to be put back together. There's going to be drug addiction and other addictions broken. There's going to be food addictions broken. It's a specific thing that I've heard. There's, there's going to be suicides prevented. There's going to be people uh, come back to the Lord, more, mostly that, and then some of them may be born again for the very first time. See, during the conference is a perfect time for the enemy to be stopped. Okay. It is my desire that the enemy is stopped, that the cracks are sealed, and that, I'm, that I am able to flow and bring healing that is necessary for my body. For the people who are present, it is necessary that they receive a healing. And the enemy is aware of what is happening in the earth today, and it, and it is his intent to stop the flow of healing to my people. It is his intent to distract and to keep them away and to steal what is given to them. Though this is a time to be aware, to pray, to seal up anything in your life as an individual that would allow the enemy in. And to come together as a corporate body to stand against the things of the enemy. Now notice, to seal the cracks of division, of backbiting, to seal the cracks of fleshly desires. And to lay down all expectations and allow me to bring my presence and my peace into this place. Is that not what we want? Let's pray that. Let's pray that paragraph. Father, I submit myself to you. Examine my heart. If you found any, if you find any area where I'm allowing the enemy in, Lord, help me seal that crack. Lord, help me seal that crack to stop that opening. To stop that opening. That there be no division. That there be no division. That I be no part of backbiting. That I be no part of backbiting. That I put down all my fleshly desires. I put down all my fleshly desires. And Lord, I lay down all expectations. And every agenda, and every agenda so, that your will can be done. so that your will can be done. Father, we invite your presence. Father, we invite your presence. Have your way in this place. Have your way in me. And help us be ruled by your peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now we still got three more paragraphs here. Hans Zonster. This is a time for you and for this body to stand as one and to exercise the authority and the training that you have been given. 
to be able to hold back the powers of darkness so that those who come could receive from me the healing, the grace, and that I could pour in the oil and wine and touch wounds that have not yet been healed. And some are very old, but some are rather new. I'm going to read that again. That It is time for this body. Say, say I'm part of this body. I'm part of this body. Okay. To stand as one. And to exercise the authority. And the training. That I have been given. God will use me. To hold back the powers of darkness. So that those who come will receive from the Lord the healing, the grace. He will pour in the oil and the wine. And He'll touch wounds that need to be healed. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. This is a time that I desire... Back to the prophecy now. This is a time... That I desire to heal and to restore. There have been relationships that have been broken and destroyed it would appear. But it is my desire to restore and strengthen. There are connections that must be made in order for me to complete all that I desire to do. So do not be discouraged by the people who come. Or the people who don't. That's so important. Say it, say it with me. I will not be discouraged by the people who come or the people who don't. Continuing, he says, but, but know that I am doing a work and I am connecting a body and bringing healing that will prepare and make way for the move of my spirit that I desire to bring. Last paragraph. This is a time To empty yourselves of all expectations. Allow me to have all of it. Without limitation and without hesitation. But just let me come and move and flow. Now I love this. And enjoy what I bring. Enjoy what I bring, says the Lord. That sounds like we're going to have a good time. Now, open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Because at one place, he says, well, right at the beginning, This is the time, says the Lord, that I desire my gifts to be in operation, for there will be many present. There will be many gifts that can flow and move and change things for people. And he mentions gifts more than once down through there. Now, the reason we're looking at 1 Corinthians 12, there are more gifts than prophecy. Boy, I did not. I got one that's right over here. That, but that's the one that everybody defaults to. Now, we have taught a lot. You have been taught a lot on the gifts of the Spirit. Let's look at them afresh. Because you're His. And He can manifest any gift at any time through any one of you as long as you don't resist Him. Yes, sir. I was given a handwritten word right before the service that at this point I think I'm supposed to read. 
Okay. Holy is my name. My name has more power than you are believing. How many know that's a true word? My name will remove... Now, this didn't come through me, by the way. My name will remove anything that is not of me. Pretty sure our Bible says the name that is above every name. Speak my name. And nothing will overtake you. You are my children. Use, underlined with emphasis, use the power that I have given you. Speak my name with the authority that it holds. I am that I am. Now, I am that I am is going to manifest the gifts if we let him. Let's look at the gifts again. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Starting in verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit, and that capital S, and it should be, that's the Holy Spirit he's talking about. But the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Yes, sir. My job is not to ignore, okay? Now, just I want to remind you again. Say, well, I'm not, I'm not qualified. I'm, I'm a mess. I'm a wreck, you know? This goes right along with Alan's message, by the way, earlier. Listen, I've already done my research. God, in the Old Testament, when nobody could be born again, in the Old Testament, I found all of the gifts of the Spirit except two. And that's tongues and interpretation of tongues. But all the rest of these, God worked them through the Old Testament saints that weren't even born again. And you're His child? You are a candidate for any gift of the Spirit. Let Him use you. What did He say here? Use the power that I have given you. But He can't if we just slough it off. (laughs) He's always mean to me and not mean to me. But I have to be very transparent because it helps you. I'll never forget the time Sue and I were in Florida. Nice little church, wonderful people, wasn't a very big congregation, and the preaching was okay, and, and now we're having the prayer line, and God did some amazing things. But he comes, this one lady comes up, and she's a little sweet southern belle, gray hair, a little shorter than me even, you know, just all dignity and everything that you would think about just a high-class person. Can I say that? And I'm getting ready to pray for her. And the Holy Ghost says, Put your finger in her mouth. And I'm going, No. <laughs> I don't think I said it out loud, but on the inside, mm, I'm not going to do that. I'm still getting ready to pray for her. Put your finger in her mouth. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. I don't want to do that, God. I'm still ignoring it. I'm basically saying no to the Lord. I'm getting ready to pray for her. This time I heard it different. Are you going to obey me or not? I said, lady, open your mouth. (laughs) And you try and be all dignified while you're doing it. But there's nothing else to do. Open your mouth. Bloop put my finger in her mouth 
I don't even know what to say. He didn't say what to say. I don't even know what I said. Now, see, you would think what I wanted, if I'm going to do something that's so, can I say ridiculous, (laughs) outlandish, not normal. See, I want the ceiling to roll back, liquid sunshine to pour down, Gabriel's trumpet, and a thousand angels come marching through the room right there. But there was nothing. Absolutely nothing. Couldn't tell anything. She didn't fall down. She didn't wobble. (sighs) Thank you. Be blessed in Jesus' name. You go into the next person praying that not many more will get in line. (laughs) Well, after that service, as is pretty common, they they want to take you out to eat, you know. And and so we went to the IHOP that night. And uh, wouldn't you know it, I'm hoping the lady doesn't go to eat. Wouldn't you know it, the Holy Spirit arranges it where she's sitting right next to me. Sue's on this side and this lady's on this side. And in the course of it, I go, I hope I didn't offend you. I'm just doing my best to obey the Holy Ghost. I, I, I've never done anything exactly like that before. Jesus one time spit on a guy. You remember that? He spit on a guy. You know, and I, she was real gracious about it and nice, you know, and everything. But I never heard any report till a year later when we went back. No, it was before that. She, she, a few months after that, a few months, about, I don't know, five or six months after that, reported to the pastor there, let Gary know that I have a history of cold sores in my mouth. I have them just repeatedly all the time. Since he obeyed the Lord, that has reduced like 80%. See, it's not completely gone, but I'm having so many fewer of them. Tell him I'm glad he obeyed God. And I'm going, thank you, thank you, thank you. Same thing would happen in Korea. When I'd go over there, I prayed for many people over there. And you don't, I didn't, I'm looking for the day that we see it like they saw it. Where the leg grows out while you watch. And I don't mean four inches, I mean a new leg. (laughs) Or, you know, or that blind eyes swirl and become seeing right then. That's going to happen. We're headed there. But even in Korea, I would, I would pray for people and words of knowledge, words of wisdom, all these different things. But I wouldn't often get the report till I went back the next year. And then people would tell me what happened after the prayer line. Anyway, I'll just tell one. I'll just tell one. It's all the glory to the Lord, okay? Because trust me, I have no ability for anything. Over there in their DNA, the Southern Korean DNA, it's a common thing. I call them blotches, but we're... They get their skin will have real pinkish, whitish, real white um, places, bl- blotches. You know, they all look the same color except they have a blotch here. Or bl- it's really bad for the women when they have it on their face. You know, I remember praying for several people. Went back the next year, and one of them in particular had it on their face really bad. No blotches at all. The Lord completely. Completely took care of that. Whether he did all of them or not, I don't know. I just know about that one. And other things that you get a report. So don't be discouraged if you obey the Lord and don't see an instant manifestation. Our job is to hear and obey. Our job is to hear and obey. So we haven't read it yet, but let's read the the gifts of the Spirit here. But it's more than just prophecy. Prophecy is just one. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. 
to another faith. I remember that one time Dave was talking about the, might have been the first time that the gift of faith really come on him. And he was praying. I don't know where it was, but he was praying. And this guy had a an arm. He couldn't lift his arm up. You know, remember that? Something wrong with it. He, he couldn't lift it up. And Dave says, all of a sudden, the gift of faith came on me. He says, when that comes on you, it's not even your faith. It's some. It's God's faith. I grabbed that man's arm and I just lifted it up like this, and and I didn't even think about it, you know. Then the man was totally healed. He said later that night I had a dream, and in that dream, when I lifted the man's arm up, I ripped it off of him, <laughs> and he grabbed that arm and beat me with it. You know how dare? He says, that's the difference, though, between us and the gift of faith. But when the gift of faith, there is such a thing as the gift of faith. When it comes on you, you all things are possible. All right? So that's verse 9, to another, the gift of faith, really, by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, okay, again, I can't, I'm not going to ignore what he shows me. When it says healing, by the same Spirit, how many remember when Saul had his encounter on the road to Damascus with the Lord? And he fell off the horse, and he was blind for a season. And the Lord, it just says that he met, the Lord appeared to a disciple. That's all we know about this guy, a disciple named Ananias. It's not the same one that later on was judged for the money problem, but it's just a disciple named Ananias. And the Lord used him to lay hands on Saul... Gave him a word of knowledge. He, he, he knew what to say to Saul. Uh, anointed him to lay his hands on Saul to receive the baptism in the Holy Ghost. But also, on that occasion, when he laid his hands on Saul, he had the gift of healing because his blindness went away and his sight was restored. Now, whether or not God ever used Ananias in healing again, I don't know. We're not told. I, I, I don't know. But I do know there... And he just calls him a, a disciple on purpose. I, you know, he's not an apostle. He's not a prophet that we know of. Nowhere else in the Bible do we know anything about this guy. But God sure used him right there. Word of knowledge. Anointed to baptize with the Holy Ghost. And anointed to restore sight to the blind. I call that pretty good. Well, that can happen with any of us. How many are disciples? I got one disciple. Now, how many? <laughs> we got disciples in the room. You've been at this a while, and he's saying, let me say it again. <laughs> this is my name. Oh, holy is my name. My name has more power than you are believing. My name will remove anything that's not of me. Speak my name, and nothing will overtake you. You are my children. Use the power that I have given you. Well, the power is the Holy Ghost. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Now he's calling us to believe it. Be open to it. Let's, let's pray it again. Father, I am a candidate. I am a vessel that I want you to have full sway. I, I give all the permission I know how. <laughs> Use me as you will. I'm a candidate for all of the gifts. Or any of the gifts, any of the gifts. At, any at any time. But I won't prophesy in the parking lot. <laughs> now, see, not everybody said that part, but anyway. That's what Dave said. All right.
I'm going to read it again here. Let's start in verse 7 again. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith, and that's gift of faith, by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles. Now, I can't help it. I've got to stop when he makes me... Do you do understand that that chapter, that information, is written to the only church we have in the New Testament that Paul calls a baby church? He says, you are such babies. I'd like to give you meat, but you're not able to bear it. All I can do is give you milk. And when Dave would teach on this, he said, do you understand that all of the gifts of the Spirit, as far as God's concerned, is milk? So where does that put most of our churches? Thirsty. 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 That's right. Working of miracles. No, no, I'm just me. Yeah, You're just me that has the power of God flowing through you anytime He wants. If He wants to work a miracle, let Him. If He says, put your finger in their mouth... Hopefully he won't do that to you. <laughs> hey, Jesus one time spit, didn't touch the guy's tongue. I was preaching on that one time. I said, I'm getting ready for the healing line. Just a minute. I'm, 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 I'm hacking up some spit. I'm getting ready. How many of you? Come on now. How many wants to get in this line right now? Just a minute. But Jesus did it. Isn't that right? One time he used it. Then another time he spit on the spit and made mud out of the ground. I actually thought about bringing God. I actually thought about one time about bringing some mud in a in a in a clear container where they can see it and say we're ready to have the prayer line now. Come on. <laughs> I never have done that. Hallelujah. So another the working of miracles. To another prophecy. Look how far down that list. We finally got to prophecy. Someone gave me one this morning. It's another one that if we have time, I'm going to read part of it at least. And he said, you don't have to mention my name at all. You know. And that's the right spirit. See. I mean, sometimes we do. I mean, Hans would probably, I'd rather not tell you it was Hans. But I know Hans. See? I'm not worried about puffing him up. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 10 again, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another divers kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. All of these works. Yes, man, he's just not letting me bypass. Now, I'm just quoting Dave. Dave has said, he says, have you ever noticed in our, in, have you ever noticed in my meetings, Dave talking about himself, have you ever noticed in my meetings, we seldom have, through anybody, a tongue or an interpretation of a tongue. We seldom actually have prophecy when Dave was here. What I mean is at the pulpit, in a service. And he just flat told us. He says, you know why we don't? Because they know I'll know if it's false or not. Now, that's where the rubber meets the road. I like that. 
If you really read Azusa Street, one of the things that it uh, was known for, if somebody was to give a prophecy, Seymour would say, Sir, that's the flesh. Please sit down. And see, Americans aren't ready for that. Okay? Ah, that offends me. Well, you're just showing off your babiness now. See? To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these work that one and same self-spirit. See, it's the Holy Spirit. He wants to, just like he said through the, the prophecy that came through Hans, he wants to heal. He wants to deliver. He wants to, old wounds and hurts, he wants to take care of that. He wants to make connections that maybe the enemy has divided. He, might, he wants to make new connections that's never been made before. But we got to have that same spirit, and we got to be, see, again, the way up is the way down. John chapter 5, verse 30. Doing my best to follow. John's the other way. <laughs> I can almost quote it. I don't want to take a chance. You want to see the ultimate in humbleness. Remember at the first of the year, humble yourself, humble yourself, humble yourself, and when you can't humble yourself anymore, then humble yourself some more. You want to see ultimate humility? Why God could do anything He wanted through His Son, Jesus? Here it is. John chapter 5, verse 30. He says, I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. That word judge is a little blind to us today. What he's really saying, as I hear, I make a decision. I do a course of action. And my judgment, my decision is just... Because, now here it is, I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. So Jesus himself, over in John 14, he says, it's not even me doing the works. It's the Father in me. He's doing the works. So he's been having me teach a a class to India on discipleship. And the way you become a disciple of Jesus is exactly the opposite of the way you become a disciple of anybody else. See, if you were going to become a... uh, Many of you are old enough to remember Bruce Lee. In his day, he was the most famous martial arts person on planet Earth. And really, nobody could fight like Bruce Lee. I've seen a lot of people try. But nobody could quite equal Bruce Lee that I've ever seen. And his his style was so... He's the one that says, Be water. Whatever that means. (laughs) Be the water. Anyway, if you were going to become his disciple, what's the purpose of becoming a disciple of Bruce Lee? I want to learn how to do what you do. Okay? Well, Jesus says, those that believe on me, the works that I do shall you do also. So, okay, that sounds like a good parallel, right? But if you wanted to be a disciple of Bruce Lee, you have to start doing what Bruce Lee does. He's going, to, he's going to affect your gymnastics. He's going to affect your exercise plan. He's going to affect your diet. He's going to affect your time at the gym, isn't he? I mean, but the goal is, is where you can do what Bruce Lee does. But if you try that with Jesus, teach me how to do what you're doing. The first thing he's going to tell you is, I'm not doing it. What? (laughs) I'm not the one doing it. 
If you want to do what I do, you have to humble yourself the way I've humbled myself. It's not me doing it. It's the Father in me. He's doing it. You want to, you want to become my disciple? Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Mortify. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Go through the metamorphosis like the caterpillar to the butterfly. Be you not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of the mind that you can know and do the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. That transformed is the same word. It's metamorpheo. Metamorphosis. It's the caterpillar to the butterfly. Boy, the Lord's been bringing out some great truths on that of late. It's no point in sending the caterpillar to flying school. No matter how bad it wants to fly, you cannot educate a caterpillar into being able to, can you? No, you can't. It's not a matter of zeal. You need to be bold, little caterpillar. Jump off the leaf. Just be bold. And the, caterp- uh, you know, the caterpillar jumps off the leaf and goes splat on the ground. Boldness isn't the answer. Zeal isn't the answer. Busyness isn't the answer. There's only one way for the caterpillar to ever fly. He's got to be more to metamorphosed. He's got to go through the metamorphosis. He has to go into that darkness of the cocoon, which is a lot like our prayer closet. And in that process, he is going to literally dissolve. His body, he liquefies in there. It's not pleasant for the caterpillar. (laughs) But it's still him. And Alan brought that out this morning. It's not like God squishes the caterpillar. I'm going to steal Alan's stuff. Squishes the caterpillar, goes and gets a eagle egg and writes your name on it. No. It's still you. It's still that caterpillar, really. It's still the same entity. But only God can do this. Do such a transformation that it's somehow it's still you. It's still you. But you are changed. And buddy, you can fly. (laughs) You can fly. Now Romans tells us that process takes That process happens by the renewing of the mind. See, in our spirit, that's already happened. When you got born again, I tell you what, we've got a room full here. We've got a room full of butterflies with caterpillar thinking. That's exactly Romans 12, too. Literally, in our spirit, we're butterflies. But our mind is still thinking like caterpillars. Well, that's Romans 12, too. We've got to be metamorphosed. We've got to be transformed. We've got to allow the Holy Spirit to do that transformation It's not a matter of zeal. It's not a matter of boldness. It's not a matter of trying harder. It's a matter of allowing the Holy Spirit to have His way with you till that transformation is complete. I thank God for praying in tongues. I thank God for Pastor Dave Roberson who brought these truths back to the forefront. I thank God. I thank God. All right. Let me make sure I got everything. There are more gifts, the purpose of all that, there were more gifts of the Spirit than just prophecy. Don't just default to prophecy. Think more like a butterfly. 
that the Lord can use you to get somebody filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking with tongues. The Lord can use you to manifest a healing in somebody's body. The Lord can use you to give a word of knowledge that might really set somebody free or a word of wisdom. He can use you. Use the training that He's given us. There are more gifts of the Spirit than just prophecy. Be open to the Lord to allow Him to use you in any of the gifts. But do not let your flesh, one more verse, do not let your flesh get you into zeal without knowledge. And that's Romans chapter 10, verse 2. Paul talking about the Jews. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. You don't have that luxury. We have been receiving knowledge at this church for a long time. And if you've been part of it for a long time, you have too. Now it's time to listen to your master. Obey the voice of the Holy Ghost. And it may sound ridiculous like me sticking my finger in that lady's mouth, but I'm glad now I did it. And if he tells me to spit on you, I'm going to spit on you. (laughs) If he tells me to give you all my money, I'm going to give you all my money. I am. If he tells me to sign over my car to you, I'll do it. Now, that's the, but if he tells me to, whatever he, but if he says, just listen, they just need to be heard. Sometimes all you need to do is listen. At, or at least that's all, that's all they can do at the time. Sometimes they, they just need to just be willing to listen to people sometimes. I used to always give my, ah, Lord, really? <laughs> When you become a steward of the mysteries of God, you have to be careful that pride doesn't start setting in and that you automatically correct everybody just because you know something. See, a lot of times what that is is you're still feeding your own ego by that. Don't ask me how I know this. But a lot of times, well, here's the truth of it. They don't really care how much you know until they know how much you care got to love people. Love people. Even your worst enemy. Love your enemies. Yes, sir. We'll finish with this. Gary, are you promising? I am. <laughs> Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. That part in there where he talked about divisions... And he wants to heal those divisions. I don't know exactly what he's talking about. We'll know after the conference. But I feel prompted that we all need to read this. And you might want to focus on this and get ready for the conference. And starting in verse 27. But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies. Do good to them which hate you. Bless them that curse you. Pray for them which despitefully use you. And unto him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. Him that taketh away thy cloak, and that means by force, forbid not to take thy coat also. Give to every man that asks of thee, and of him that takes away thy goods, and that means by force, ask them not again. And as you would that men should do to you, do you also to them likewise. For if you love them which love you, what thank have you? For sinners also love those that love them. 
And if you do good to them which do good to you, what thank have you? For sinners also do even the same. And if you lend to them of whom you hope to receive, what thank have you? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love ye your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great. You shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be you therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you shall be forgiven. And here's his promise. Verse 38. Give, and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down. Shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Now that verse is normally quoted at offering time, but in in the context, it's not talking about a church offering in any way, is it? No, it's God's ironclad promise. See, who's in trouble in that situation? When you're the one getting hit and smitten and beaten and cussed at and hated and reviled, you feel like you're the one in trouble. But see, if you're the believer, you're already on your way to heaven. You're the one got it made. The one that's in trouble is that sinner that's doing that to you. And the promise here, if you'll do what he says, love him, pray for him, let him take your goods. David say if he takes away your car, fill it up with gas first. The ironclad promise, if you will extend my love to that measure, to the sinner, I promise you. I promise you. You will never be permanently diminished for extending my love and grace to the sinner. I will speak to the heart. He may take away your goods. I'll speak to the hearts of other men. They'll give back to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together. You will never be permanently diminished for extending my love to the sinner. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, Father, we're, I feel, I feel your presence just come suddenly. Father, we are yielding with all we know how. We want to be vessels of mercy, vessels of light, vessels of love, vessels for you to live your life through us, Father. Father, with all that we know how and all the training that you've given us, we yield to you, especially for conference week, but all the time, but especially for conference week. Help us be, help us help you, shepherd of the sheep, to pour in the oil and the wine and to speak softly to them and tell them that they're loved. And minister your grace to them, Lord. Minister through them, Father, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name we pray. Amen.